here we go again. Mm-hmm. Hello, everybody. Welcome to know we are going to talk. We are going to talk about it. I'm going to get our name right you one day. This. Oh, my gosh. Um, it's your host, Sabra, and this is Kaylee. Um, y'all got to know us last week, so we're going to kind of just come out of the gate swinging on this one. Uh, we're talking about, you know, uh, sexual abuse, but it's such a there's so much to go into. Mm-hmm. So we decided. Um, well, what we're doing is anytime one of us writes a research paper for school, we're just going to pull from that and just make a freaking episode out of it. Two birds, one stone, yep. you know, like if I get a if I get a bad grade, I won't do that one. <laughs> but if, if I keep getting decent grades, then we'll continue. So um, today we're covering actually sexual assault and then um, the repercussions if they're not believed when it's reported and just um, the problem with that. So. We're just going to come out swinging on this one. Episode one, let's get after it, it. dude. So, um, but I mean, while I get myself together and all my research in front of me, how was your weekend, dude? It was really good. Halloween was fun. Y'all had fun? Yeah. What did y'all end up doing? We went to the Boo and the Zoo. Uh Uh-huh. So they gave out candy there. And then I took Kelsey trick-or-treating. Ooh, where did y'all go? Just around my neighborhood. Oh, okay. Yeah. Were there a lot of people doing it? Yeah, there was a lot. Really? Yeah. Like, nobody on my street was... I didn't really clean up in candy, though. I was kind of bummed. I was like, oh, man. But yeah. Well, it's all right. I mean... She at least wore her hat. That's all that matters. She looked she... adorable. Thank dude. you. They were so cute. <laughs> they did the... Tell them your costume. Uh, we did Monsters, Inc. So I was Mike. Um, My son was Sully. Mm-hmm. And my daughter was Boo, the monster Boo. Yeah, when she like jumped out of the trash can. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. So Dude, it was, it was so cute. cute. Yeah, it was really cute. I know Quinn was a unicorn this year, mm-hmm. and she's going through a phase where like she refuses to smile. Kelsey would not say anything to anybody, even thank you, nothing. Really? Yeah. I was like, thank you. I'm sorry. Yeah. She's your talk. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, because it's like, I don't know, because like she goes through poses and mm-hmm. she used to be very like, oh, the camera's out. Let me pose. She went through a phase where she did this. Uh-huh. And I was like, OK, cool. And then so this past like week, anytime I pull out a camera um, instant, it doesn't matter if we're laughing right before. Pout. Bottom lip out. It's like the she is the grumpiest unicorn. It's frustrating. And I was like, dude, you look so cute. You're never going to be able to fit into this costume again. Just give me one smile. That picture I posted on Facebook is the only picture I got of her in her full costume. Yeah. So, and so I took it and ran with it. Dude. And then she had like these little booty things. Mm -hmm. So it was like her hooves. They Mm -hmm. were cute, purple, soft, whatever. No. Cannot take off the girl's Crocs. <laughs> she absolutely refuses. She's been sleeping in them lately. I don't even. I mean, they're cute. They're those right. pink ones with like the zebra print. Yeah, like they're. Cute, but that's all she'll wear. She like I don't know. She's got a thing about shoes. And then she got a new pair with her yaya this weekend. Mm-hmm. Those little cute, you know, little black shoes mm-hmm. that you'd expect, like those like white frilly socks. Socks with like little sidewalks yeah, for those. type of things. Yeah, Aww, cute. So she got those. Won't take them off. She sleeps in her shoes, dude. Hey, I don't even know whatever what to do. gets them to sleep, right? I don't know what to do, but um, well, that's good. Did you like have a ton of homework and stuff this weekend? Um, actually, no. With being on that little quarantine that we had, oh yeah, I got a lot of it done last week. So, but today is a different story. Yeah, no, <laughs> like you know, dude. I so like. I feel like we're always just going, mm-hmm. and then it, like if I take a day off, I feel like I'm ridiculously behind because we kind of are yeah in that manner you know because that's what I did Saturday like I just like took kind of like a personal day Mm -hmm. because I was just so exhausted I had worked overtime every day Mm -hmm. last week because like Monday I think I worked 10 hours and then after that it was 12s for the next four right and so Saturday I was just not feeling it at all at all and so um, we ended up not recording because we had stuff going on. And then, mm-hmm. um, I mean, me and Quinn hung out at my mom's for a bit. And then my friend was like, uh, Kendra was like, dude, do you want to get Halloween tattoos? And I was like, absolutely. So now I have a tattoo of zero on my leg. That's awesome. And dude, we got it at a discount because uh-huh. it, it was like an old um, special mm-hmm. stencil. 
And then um, since it was a walk-in, of course, we got it done by an apprentice. But she actually rocked it. It's the second one she's given me. Very cool. She has this uh, these tattoos she's designed. Dude, I'm getting a Furby tattoo. I'm going to go find her and use her. Yeah, because I she I does need to get she does done, good. So. I think she's been an apprentice for like ten to eleven months. Oh, nice. Um, but I don't trust most of the shops in town. So right. like you know, because we go to Lubbock for yeah. hours, we'll drive. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was not doing my sleeve in town, but uh, she did good, and nice. she has this design that I saw when we were there, mm-hmm. and it's a Furby. Very cute. And those things used to scare me. I know. I had but one. Like, but I had one. I, yeah. I loved it, but I locked it in my closet yeah. at night. I put <laughs> a belt crazy. around the freaking door because, uh-huh. you know, they like, just laugh in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. And so, um, <laughs> girl. And so when did that? And then we went over to um, Sky got invited to his friend's house. Mm-hmm. And I guess they've been friends for a long time, but they haven't hung out in a hot minute. Um. I need to tell you this story. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. We promised to get to the meat of this episode, but y'all need to hear this because I'm pretty proud of how I handled it because I could have been straight up a total bitch, but I was a respectful bitch. Okay. I need to hear. I, need I know. To know. I know. I need to I'm know. just getting you all excited. I know. I'm letting the anticipation grow. Um. So we ended up going over to this, uh, his friend's house. And then so me and Kendra were hanging out. And then um, another one of our friends. And so we just brought him with us because we were just supposed to, like, hang out, drink some, and then, like, um, play Cards Against Humanity. Mm-hmm. Like, it was supposed to be pretty chill, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the guy whose house it was, dude, creepy dude. Like, he seemed cool at first. Mm-hmm. Like, we, I mean, he was easy to get along with. It was kind of cool. But he, he drank way too much. Gotcha. And then he would not stop hitting on Kendra Mm -hmm. and like making her uncomfortable. And then she came up to me um, and she's like, dude, I'm uncomfortable. He just, he tried to kiss me. And I was like, Oh hell no. So like, I'm very protective of my friends. (laughs) And then, so like I warned him, but he would not stop. Mm -hmm. I don't know how many times I had to hand this guy his own ass, but I also had to be careful because I, it was the first time I met him. Sure, yeah. I didn't understand, like, uh, Sky's relationship to him. I didn't want to, like, affect, you know. Yeah. I didn't want to, like, overstep. Oh, my gosh, dude. He would not stop. And then there was one time I went and grabbed Sky and I was like, dude, get your friend. I'm about to get mean. Right. And then earlier in the night we were talking about, um, because everybody thinks I look mean, I guess. Like if we I'm both have the resting bitch face. Yeah, chase, we do. But everybody okay. thinks I look mean mm-hmm. and I look terrifying, mm-hmm. I guess. And Sky's like, oh, I've never seen you act mean. Well, like he jinxed it because he saw me mean. But that yeah. was like the mild of means. And he thought it was hilarious. He was laughing. But uh, so anyway, so there was this one time I went and I was like, Sky, you got to get him because I'm about to absolutely lose my freaking mind. Like you got to You got to tell him to freaking leave her alone Mm -hmm. and so when I was standing outside I was smoking me and Sky were standing in the doorway and I was telling him and then um somehow this dude had followed her into the house she was sitting at the table and all I saw was him put his hand on her back oh through my cigarette don't know where it landed it was lit there was no fire (laughs) thank god but and then I kind of pushed Sky out of the way I feel so bad I did that because I like put I needed in the house right and then I went in and took his arm off of her and then um he was trying to I don't know apparently like I'm pretty good at having I don't yell when I argue Mm -hmm. I talk Mm -hmm. and um and so we had a full-on conversation everybody was listening Mm -hmm. and I was just like ripping into him and he's like well you know um I'm an expert at reading body language. And I was like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah. And I can tell you're not listening to me right now because your arms are crossed. And I was like, yeah, because I don't care what you have to say. I've told you to back off. That's the end of it. Dude, you are not. It doesn't matter how drunk I am. You are not getting past me. Yeah. Stop. And then so he finally backed down. He went out front and smoked and pouted for a hot minute. Sure. And uh, but dude. And then so she she left. Obviously, 
Um, and then, so even after she left, he wouldn't stop talking about her. And I was like, dude, it doesn't matter. I blocked all your shit on her phone. I was like, wow. it does not. Sounds like an interesting uh, Saturday night. Ooh. You know what? I kind of had fun though. It's, you know, it's been a while since I've actually gotten to like get after somebody. Right. Um, and I think I did it well. I was pretty proud of myself because I was a little bit gone, but I kept my head, like my head together. Sure. So well, that's was, good. I was, it was impressive. It wasn't, uh-huh. <laughs> y'all can't see off camera, but Sky's like, he was my hype man because I was afraid I was going to get in trouble because it was his friend. Right. And then he's just in the background, like, in my corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, I can do this. Okay, let me handle it. Right. Then. I got permission. So, but I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a bad weekend, but that's what I did instead of studying. And now I've got, like, a committee meeting. It's the beginning of a month. Mm-hmm. So I have all this data to pull. I pulled um, just for work alone. And then I pulled all... I think I have like 20 something pages worth of charts I have to audit and all the, and my committee meeting is on Wednesday. You can do it. And then my finals for school are next week. Was Saturday worth it though? Was the mental health day worth it? Dude, it was, it was kind of like a reset, but now I'm like, now it's it's even worse, huh? It's awful. I'm like, oh God. It's awful. All right. Well, now that y'all have heard about our weekends, Let's get into it. Mine was quite boring compared to that, though. Yeah. I, I'll i fight somebody with you next time. <laughs> okay. You know how I am. I'll find somebody to argue with. It's just, it feels great. It does wonders. I think that's what the best part for my mental health was. Right. Getting a tattoo, fighting with an absolute stranger. <laughs> so I think that definitely gave me the momentum I needed to keep going. Right. Okay. So, oh man, I just had it. I'm just, I'm a mess today, dude. We both got off work. We're recording. I'm in scrubs. I'm in God knows what. Yeah. So, I mean, like. And I apologize for my man voice. I am kind of fighting a cold a little bit. So just bear with me. Yeah. And so we're okay. We're okay. She has a nurse here. We're going to get through. All right. So, um, like I said, we're going to talk about sexual assault today, Mm -hmm. but because there's just absolutely way too much to cover, Mm -hmm. um, we're kind of just going off of a theme that I did on a research paper for, um, like the repercussions if they're not believed when they tell their story, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot. And so I guess to kind of start, I just kind of want to give y'all some statistics because, you know, um, looked them up and, they're worse than we thought. Yeah. I was like, what? Because I could have yeah. sworn they were just a little bit better than that. Right. But they are not. So according to the CDC, um, so one in two women are sexually abused in their lifetime and one in five men. And that's crazy because I thought it was one in four. Yeah. You thought it was like one yeah, in four, and one I was in like, ten. Even that's bad. And then the crazy part is, is when you're talking about sexual assault, you're not even going to always have perfect data. Sure. Because it's one of the most underreported things ever, you know, like um, from like shame, fear, um, you, I mean, you, it's reliving the trauma. Mm -hmm. You have to talk about your story. And so there's, I mean, there, it's one of the most underreported crimes. So even these statistics are not like accurate. Right. You know, because they're just going off of who actually reported, Mm -hmm. which is kind of terrifying considering the amount that we found out when we looked this shit up because um, the other thing that the CDC reported was 20 people are victims of physical violence by an intimate partner every minute in the U.S. Dude. That's disgusting. I can't, like... I can't fathom that. Like, I just... Well, and but, I mean, it's hard to believe, but I can also believe it. Right. Because just think of our small circle... How many of us have stories? Right. I was like, anytime you bring up, you know, assault, abuse, um, any type of violence, yeah, they know somebody, they are somebody, you know, like it's like just the, the amount. And then so, and it continues to kind of break down the rates. And then I just think I'm a numbers person. Mm-hmm. I love data. I love, um, it, I think it paints a very good picture for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of just what I want to do for y'all is just kind of, because looking at these numbers is just blowing my mind. So 
Um, they continue to kind of break it down. So 79% of the female rape victims reported that it occurred before the age of 25. I could see that. Yeah, I can, I can see, see that. that. Yeah. I can see that. Um, and then 28% of male rape victims say they were first raped by the age of 10. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can understand that too. Yeah. And so that's also disgusting. I'm that getting makes, heated right I know. Now. I get, I we get should very, have had a fan in here I because get I'm offended. getting ready to, like, yeah. <laughs> every time I look at this stuff, because like, it's obviously our passion and I think that's great, but I think that's why we're like, oh, like I get looking at these numbers. I get extremely heated. And then, so to continue on, 42.2% of female rape victims were first raped before the age of 18. Mm-hmm. That is, mm -mm. and then so, um, eighty-six percent of female rape victims know their abuser as an intimate partner, family member, or acquaintance, and then fifty-two point four percent of male rape victims report their perpetrator as an acquaintance. That makes me so mad. I know. So it's like people you trusted. Oh yeah. Your partner. Yeah. Your family. Your you know. Yeah. Um, or just like. Somebody that you thought you were friends with and maybe, um, like, rode home with one night. Mm -hmm. And then, like, your entire life changed. Mm -hmm. Dude, this is why I'm an absolute psychopath. I know. I can't get past the the um, male statistic, you know, yeah, from the 10-year-old. Yeah, until, like, 10 minutes to, ago, you thought it was... I want to throw hands right now. I know. Like, anyone who would do that, you know? I don't yeah. understand. Well, and that's you know? why I'm such a psychopath with people I let into my life. Sure. Yeah, you have to be. You know, like I, I just, just posted that today on Facebook. You did. That, I didn't see um, it. You know, you have to be very careful on who you even allow in your home, who you allow around your children. Yeah. Anything like that. You have to be so selective. Dude. And it's not just males that no, do it's that. It's everybody. females as well. Yeah. There are weirdos everywhere. Yeah. And so it's like everybody. So, um, like, if I'm. And people, if you know me, you know this. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't bring somebody I don't know mm -hmm. to my house. Mm -hmm. Neither of you will come in. Like, that's just the way I, like, I need to know who you are. Right. Um, Very well mm -hmm. before you're in my house. Before you even meet my kid. Sure, yeah. And so, Sky, can I tell your bathroom story? Okay, cool. I got permission. So um, I don't know if I said this, but me and Sky are dating. And so when we first started talking, because um, <laughs> we live in the same neighborhood. So, you know, like I'm, like I said, I'm extremely careful. And this poor guy went through the ringer and he respected the boundaries. So it definitely gave him some brownie points. Mm -hmm. But um, so the first night we hung out, I was like, I mean, we can hang out on my porch, but you are not coming in my home. I don't care if you need to pee. Um, you don't, you don't come in my house. My kid is sleeping. In there, yeah. You know? My kid's in my house. Right. And then he also knew I had my gun on me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Cause like I said, I'm an absolute psycho, mm -hmm. but for good, I mean, for good reason, like it's my kid. Like I know I will go to jail on a murder charge if I ever find out somebody even And I'll be thought, smiling. Yeah. Yep. Even thought about harming my child and so well and i mean me too you don't know yeah. because i've had like i will not go on a date without a gun yeah if i don't know the person yeah you just do not know mm -hmm. um and so <laughs> and then he was like yeah i'm gonna go home yeah he had to pee so he had to walk all the way home so we could go pee mm -hmm. because he he knew not to ask me if he could use my bathroom because right. he was he did not have bathroom privileges yet and so, but like, it took him, it took a minute before I even let him, let him meet Quinn, yeah. you know, because I'm just like, I want everyone so to careful. know for the record, he does now have bathroom privileges. He does. Yes. He does. He does not have to walk home. Yes. Um, he it's will never, goal. he will never let it go. That's, it is a constant joke Yeah. that he did not have bathroom uh -huh. privileges. And he's like, you know, I got kidney stones and he was telling me all this stuff. And I was like, if we're going to get into the clinical stuff, you are definitely going to lose. And I was like, and you know what? It worked out in your favor because the fact that you did not even like, I just need to pee. Um, I'll be in and out. Like he didn't push that boundary. Yeah. That was a good thing for me. Yeah. If he would have, I would have been like, mm, no, this thing going to work. You know, like if I set a boundary, you respect it yeah. or bye. So tangent. Okay, guys, we're back to it. <laughs> so um, 
what kind of started uh, the theme for this podcast is I did a research paper. This uh, study was done in Canada, um, published in the BMC Women's Health uh, Medical Journal, actually in 2021. And so it was titled Sexual Assault, Women's Voices on uh, the Health Impacts of Not Being Believed by Police. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, I can... I will get into my story, I think, our next episode. That's fine. But I can definitely um, not just sympathize, but empathize mm-hmm. with the findings in this. And yeah. I can tell you um, it was a small sample because, like I said, um, it's just who's reported it. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I can tell you, like, I felt all of this mm-hmm. that they talk about in this study. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, this was, like, in just kind of geographically one kind of area Um, so the study was conducted, there was 23 participants. And so the requirements to be in the study were they had to be English speaking. Um, they had to have the belief that a report of assault was not believed by police. And then, um, they had to have the ability to consent to participate in interviews. Mm -hmm. And so those were the only requirements. And then the way that they, um, got these wasn't, they went through like a list of, um, victims, you know, what they did was they posted, Hey, we're doing this study. Um, if you don't believe you were, your story was believed by police, like all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the victims had to reach out. And so I think that's okay. part of why yeah. the sample was so small uh-huh. because you had to reach out and be willing. And, you know, a lot of people don't want to relive it. They don't want to have to tell that story. If it wasn't believed once, you don't want to, why would it be now? Yeah. Why you are know? we going to talk about yeah. it now? What is it going to do other than put me back in that place? Sure. You know? Yeah. So I think that's why it was a small study. Like I said, um, you know, it is a small sample group. Findings may not be generalized to everything, mm-hmm. but I think it was a very powerful article. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I thought, I mean, I think it, I think it was pretty good. So there was really four main themes to, um, related to these victims not being believed. And it was, you know, um, you know, poor health outcomes. Mm -hmm. Um, broken expectations, loss of trust, uh, loss of self, and then um, secondary victimization. Mm -hmm. So I guess five themes, um, really. But uh, because they're all poor, poor health outcomes, mental health, physical health. Sure. Yeah. And so, um, you know, and they kind of, you know, the thing that I love about medical journals is they're very, um, I don't know, they're they're not like putting their feelings into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they kind of, they also kind of surveyed the police, you know, um, and oh, wow. kind of got their understanding mm-hmm. um, on why they didn't believe these cases mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which I think is ridiculous yeah. to start with. Oh, I could um, go. We may have to do this in a couple of episodes. Yeah, we might have to, we might we have to extend out. this shit out. Yeah. But um, so, I mean, but they went ahead because, I mean, police response and anything is highly criticized. And, you know, I yeah. know some people are kind of against that. I mean, but so are, like, doctors. Like, if you have a high, what is the word I'm thinking of? I don't know. There's just a higher standard, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, there's a higher standard. If you're being trusted with the public safety, there's a higher standard. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're being trusted with lives, there's a higher standard, right. you know? And so, um, I mean... Everybody's highly criticized today. You know, um, I'm not saying that, you know, there's not prejudice on both sides. We're not going to get into that talk today. I'm just saying that especially um, when it comes to sexual assault, Mm -hmm. highly criticized. There's a lot of, um, there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of uh, data. There's a lot of evidence of it being not the best place that police respond to. Right. Um, They don't get, you know, um, we'll get into that in a minute. But um, so the police response has been highly criticized um, due to the culture of uh, victim blaming, stereotyping and rape myths. Um, Rape myths are, you know, the belief that uh, the victims lie about the assault. Right. And so how. They deserve it. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. And so or, you know, I know that person. There's no way they did it. Mm -hmm. Or. You know, um, you live on the streets. What did you expect? You right. Know, like, 
Um, or did it really, were y'all, were you drinking? What are you on? You know, like that kind of, like that makes it okay. <laughs> yeah. You know, I watch a lot of documentaries on uh -huh. things like that. And, um, there's actually a show that followed a, a special victims investigator. And while she was interviewing the uh -huh. rape victims, um, it was harsh. Even I was getting like, I like I I couldn't handle that. Yeah, not like there's no sympathy, right? And just like intense. Questions. And I think it becomes a part of the. And I can I am going from my law enforcement degree, mm -hmm. so um, a lot of it um, comes from desensitization, you know, because you hear the same thing over and over and over again. So it's kind of just kind of like, eh, you know. Well, I mean, there it is can that. be like that. There is that, but there's the thing, you know, like. Um, I could be desensitized to a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. you know, like I worked in hospice mm -hmm. and you better I believe I felt every death. Right. Because I mean, we're, we're trained to, you know, we're allowed to have feelings For and they sure. don't want you to get desensitized because once you like, I remember my very first death as a nurse. Mm -hmm. um, I was on the floor with a veteran nurse for like 20 plus years. Mm -hmm. And the thing that she said to me stuck with me. And she said, you know, the day that you do not care is the day you need to find a new exactly. career. And I, and I completely agree with that. Yeah. And that's the problem I think that a lot of people have. Well, um, and I get it. I mean, field. I get it. Yeah. Like you have to kind of protect your own mental health. I know I've learned to compartmentalize, sure. but I still have to acknowledge it. Right. So like I would carve, like if I had a patient pass that I'd had for a hot minute, you know, and I just compartmentalized that I had other patients to see, but I, I learned very quickly that for my own mental health, mm -hmm. I had to deal with that yeah. at some point. Mm -hmm. So I used to like, um, just hang out in my car, listen to music very loudly, like just try to get mm -hmm. through it and process what had happened that day before going home. Right. Like I just like take the long way home or, you know, whatever, but like the, that idea that, oh, well, we hear it all the time, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't, it doesn't phase me anymore. Right. I just don't feel as appropriate. Oh, but I, I don't do either, understand yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. That's I just, just a don't think problem that a lot of them, yeah, in my opinion, can I have. definitely And that's agree. the public's idea of them too, yeah. you know, like, so I'm not definitely. saying that as, in a, as a general, um, but I did a couple like community classes and stuff. Oh so. yeah, no, I'm sure. And I've seen it. Mm -hmm. I've seen it, you know, like, um, like I've, I mean, I've seen it. I've been to a lot of first responder things yeah, and like, it's crazy. like nothing's even happening in there, you mm -hmm. know? So, and I mean, I get it that we get to see the worst of humanity, but sure. <laughs> um, so, but, you know, continuing on the rape myths. So the studies that were conducted found only 5% of cases actually lied mm -hmm. out of all those cases that they said were rape myths, mm -hmm. you know, that actually followed up on it. Yeah. And so when they did this, um, they were primarily due to mental illness. Okay. I was about to ask yeah. you if you knew why. Yeah. Altered memory due to substance abuse or poor understanding of the definition of sexual assault. Whenever I read that, I was like, but Sexual assault is sexual assault. Yeah. You know, if you feel violated and you're asking them to stop, to me, that is you being violated. And so, like, I you tried know? to dig into this. It was mm -hmm. not written by the same people. So sure, I yeah. don't know if necessarily it was accurate because when I read that, I was like, mm. you know, yeah, I it don't. Yeah, just gives me a little just like, yucky feeling. I got a little defensive over it. <laughs> yeah. I got a little defensive over it. And then so I did some follow-up research because I'm an absolute nerd. And I'm like, well, I don't need it for my paper, but I need to know for me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and so I did look it up. And then um, what I did find was, you know, definition of sexual assault. It's kind of, it kind of depends mm -hmm. on... <sighs> my goodness, I'm trying to rack my brain. So it kind of, it. I'm just trying to summarize it up because it was a pretty decent article, but I kind of got a little annoyed at it. Mm. And um, I looked at the authors and of course it was all men. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, but definition for sexual assault. So a lot of time it kind of mixed in with the altered memory due to substance abuse. So it's kind of that blurry line where if they were both using who's the aggressor? You can't get the full story. You know, like that's right. kind of okay. the route they went on. I'm not saying I agree with it. Right. I'm just saying that's the best answer I could get uh -huh. 
for that one. Mm. And so I don't necessarily know how I feel. I do think the majority of what they found were due to mental illness or um, altered memory. Right. Because I just don't understand the last statement enough, and they did not expand on it enough. Yeah, I don't appreciate that. And so I didn't, I mean, I don't know, like, I still, it's on, so, because I am crazy. You've seen, you've seen, you know, like, all the notes and shit that I have for the podcast. And so I have a note of, uh, that's literally labeled, if you're bored, look at these topics. Okay. It's (laughs) on there. So I might ever get to the I point. Look, look, when I'm bored. <laughs> Dude, there's like 30 things on there because like I'll be going through doing something and then I'm like, oh shit, I want to know more about that. Mm-hmm. And it's, <laughs> dude, see, I can't take personal days. I don't have the time. Maybe my next it personal day is going to yeah. yeah. Maybe my next personal day is going to be me going through my <laughs> research list or stuff. I just want to know. My goodness. Okay, so um, the first thing that we're going to kind of cover was broken expectations. So police are supposed to be, I mean, I know in today's current age, it kind of differs person to person, depending, you know, whatever, but they're supposed to be a symbol of protection and safety. And so um, when making a report, victims have that just like good faith that um, their stories will be listened to, the police are there to help them, Um, there will be a report done, like we're gonna do something about Mm -hmm. this, you know? Um, And so when they were met with like a lack of follow-up, blatant disregard for uh, their reports, or that that, like sense of safety and protection Mm -hmm. is lost. Oh yeah. And so the repercussion to this um, was, you know, um, loss of trust. You know, they, you, they don't trust them. And then right. they, they didn't do anything the first time. So the majority of, like, um, like if there was a repeat offender, if, you know, they were a high risk, they're still a human being. I don't care if they're, you know, like homeless or whatever. They, they shouldn't right, have to exactly, live through that. Exactly. Um, if they live in, like, in a, you know, a kind of like a bad community, like where you can't even walk down the street without getting attacked, you know, right. that exists. Yeah. And so, but if they were, if when they finally got the courage, because it is extremely hard mm-hmm. to be able to go up to law enforcement and have to tell them what happened to you. Right. And so um, if they went through it once, they weren't believed, they were met with a, just like a total shit outcome. They're not gonna report any further assaults exactly um i have an experience with that uh-huh. um i don't know if we want to get into it now or save that for another one um but there is a reason why i decided to do what i'm doing same you know, this is i mean there's a the reason i so. wanted to open this advocacy center mm-hmm. and make sure people know their rights and have somebody in their corner because yeah. i was complete and i will tell my story but um i was just complete disregard mm-hmm. and then so like you're kind of just stuck in yeah. this. I don't, I can't even explain it. It's kind of like a limbo. Yeah. And then, so um, I was like, no, I have to, like, I have to go, I have to go deal with this. Mm-hmm. And um, the cop didn't even make me do a SANE exam. Mm-hmm. They didn't do a rape kit because I took a shower. So I didn't need one. And, you know, I wasn't clinical yet. I didn't know. Yeah. And that was absolute bullshit. Right. Um, But I mean, you, if you're not believed, you're not going to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. I didn't tell anybody for a long time because I was like, well, he did the victim blaming. He did like everything on this list. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, I wrote this paper because I was like, yeah, definitely. Everything, yeah. like it broke my trust in mm-hmm. police and law mm-hmm. enforcement. It really did because they were supposed to be there to not necessarily protect me, but like help me you know, deal with it. And I was just brushed off, like nothing happened. Mm -hmm. And so like, I get it. So there was that loss of trust. I was like, if this ever happens again, there's no way in hell I'm going back to the police department. Sure. Yeah. I don't think so. See, like to me and I, for quite a long time and I still kind of get like this. I don't, I, I don't want to say I don't view them as like friends, you know, like quote unquote, there are friends, you know, because I have been personally wronged whenever I needed somebody's help. You know, and I was literally like, I'm going to take you to jail for X, Y, Z, you know, and all of this stuff. And I'm like, 
I called you for help. Yeah. You know, like I literally need someone right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it was not cool. Yeah. Not cool at all. So I can completely understand yeah, that. Yeah. And aspect. I'm still like that. And it's crazy because I was raised in a family of uniforms, mm-hmm. you know? And so like always like wave to cops if you pass them. Like I was raised like that. Yeah. Like I'm never scared if one walked up to me. And now like there's this, I don't know. Like, like apprehension. Like, like kind of I'm apprehensive because yeah. I'm like, what do you want? Yeah. You know, and it's and it's kinda and it's weird because I mean cops and nurses kind of have this like, you know, yeah. like a mutual respect. Yeah. Um, and so it's I don't know, like I just can't describe it. Like it I just will always have a bad taste in my mouth, mm-hmm. even though I have worked through it. Yeah. And you know, um, if I needed help, I would call the cops. But sure. I'm also going to handle my own shit because right. I don't know if they'd handle it. <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's kind of how I feel. And then so um, the, like I said, loss of trust um, was kind of the repercussion of this. So victims would no longer like go to the police. And then, I mean, one really big thing that will absolutely um, upset me is um the secondary victim response. Mm -hmm. And so you're reliving through your trauma. You have to tell the story. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just happened. It's very, very real. Um, There's, I mean, we'll get into it at a different time, but there's a a lot to process through this. And it's not like, oh, it happened. You know, it takes years to heal. Oh, yeah. Some people take decades. For sure. Like, like it's not like a, oh, it's not like, uh oh, this broke. Yeah. I'll get over it. You know, it's definitely not. And then so um the the thing that the thing that's off is secondary victimization by the police. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it's like an additional not necessarily assault, but it's an additional thing of violence. It's a yeah, because they and they try to poke holes in your story. And then there's what, the I thought you said victim this. blaming yeah. and like mm-hmm. I understand the interview process. I understand sure. like they need to make sure they're getting facts. Mm-hmm. But it's the well, these are these are the questions that you know got to me was um well what were you doing? Um were you drinking or how many partners, how many partners have you had? Why do you need to know that? There's absolutely no freaking re, you know, and it's the, well, is this how you were dressed or, you know, that's the thing we know a lot of, you know, I don't know if you've seen the um, pictures from this exhibit that they did to bring awareness that it was like this uh, exhibit where people put up their outfits that they were sexually assaulted in. And just like oh, yeah. wow. nothing. And it doesn't matter what you're wearing. Right. You know, um, and like we can talk about that too, but uh man, we really could just knock out like ten episodes. Yeah, huh? Talking about <laughs> sexual yeah. assault. Each but, one of these can be its own. Yeah, it you really know? could be its For own sure. episode. Um, and then we can always like come back and yeah. dig deeper into it. But I mean so, and then one of the, I mean, the study stated, and I thought this was a powerful quote that I put in here. I said, it is the disbelief from the police that left women feeling defeated, unsafe, and unworthy of protection and support. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. And then so, um, and then so the final, the final theme that was outlined in this um, was kind of like, summarizing the effects of everything it's loss of self you know um so um it significantly impacts the well-being of survivors mm-hmm. and assault victims um they felt they were not heard and they were not worth the time and then so you know like you get that internal monologue that'll just keep going like if they didn't take the time mm-hmm. to believe me like am i not worth it and then it's just going to replay and replay and replay mm-hmm. in your head and so um i mean i just thought oh so um and then so to continue the study reported 100 percent of the victims in the study reported lack of belief by police impacted their health 
including that's like PTSD, depression, mm -hmm. substance abuse, mm -hmm. because you're going to have to find a way to cope. You're not getting support. Right. You know, um, they're, you know, physical injuries that probably happen from the assault. Right. And then you also have to worry about self-harm mm -hmm. after that. You need because a lot of people resort to that for some type of feeling of release. Control. Yeah. Yeah. And like release of, of emotions, yeah. feeling of control. Um and then so, I mean, and then future unreported assaults. So like I said, uh, kind of at the beginning of this, like it is one of the most underreported mm -hmm. things because there's no freaking support. Mm -hmm. There isn't. And um, like, I mean, I think there's, I mean, there's some, but there's nowhere near enough. Yeah. And so like you said, like, our experiences shaped what we want to do with our future. Mm -hmm. And so like our advocacy center, the reason I'm so passionate about it is I'm going to be that person I needed at the time. Exactly. That's going to go in there and make yep. sure I'm heard. And I'll be damned if you don't think you're going to listen to me. Right. I'm loud as hell now. <laughs> like I'll rip you apart. You right. Know? And so um, I think that was, you know, I mean, that's kind of the, that's kind of the summary of the entire, um, research paper I did. So, I mean, but it's just, it does so much to your mental health if you're not very much so. And for a long time. Yeah. You know? And so, so, I mean, um, I meant to look it up. I just did not get to it, uh -huh. but there are statutes. And so, um, something I did learn later on in life was I could look up the statutes for the police that I reported this to. Mm -hmm. They violated their statutes mm -hmm. because they brushed off my report. Mm -hmm. They didn't do a report. Um, and so they legally had to. And so um, I could have, you know, filed a lawsuit and charges against, you know, the police department. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like I've, I've really thought about it. And then, but part of me is like, I just don't want to. Like, I feel, I feel okay now. Yeah. And like, it. I feel like it's going to hurt me more than it will hurt them because like, I'm okay. Right. Yeah. You know? And I was like, it's not worth my mental health. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? If he can go home and sleep like a baby, that says more about his character than anything, yep. you know, everybody involved in that situation. And so, um, but you know, like I'm okay now where I'm at and I've worked through a lot and I'm feeling a lot better. But I'm not going to let that shit happen to anybody else I know. Right. You know? And exactly. That's, I mean, that's, that's what it's about. Where, yeah. And I hate, and I, and I, I'm not the type of person who's like, everything happens for a reason. I just, that's not something I believe I think it I is what you in. make it. It is what you make it. And it's what you do with your experience that impacts the rest of your life. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I could either sit here and wallow about it. Or I can pick myself up and move along. And we're gonna we're gonna get yeah. going. Yep. And you know, I'm and we're rolling out yeah. that trauma. And you know what, girl, mm -hmm. we're educated and we're feisty as hell now. Yep. I mean, I feel sorry for all the idiots <laughs> in the world because they got a storm coming. And we are coming for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm educated now. <laughs> You're screwed. <laughs> Try it again. Huh. I'm you should be terrified. And so um, we did find this article that we kind of just like wanted to go over. I thought it had some really cool things. Um, so, and we've kind of gone over it some. So this was actually um, an article that was posted by Georgetown Law. Um, it's called Myths and Facts About Sexual Violence. And I just thought, you know, we were like reading a couple of them. We're like, yep, you know, uh, like, yeah. so um, the first myth is victims provides provoke, if I can read, I'm talking too much. Um, if victims provoke sexual assaults when they dress provocatively or act in a promiscuous manner. False. Big time. Dude, you know what? I'm going to find out how to get us. I'm going to get my own like synthesizer. I do not know. But I think we all know when I say uh, the office with Dwight, when he goes false. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get that because when we read more stuff like this, I'm just going to play it every freaking time. Anyways, like continue. Like um, so the actual fact is rape and sexual assault are crimes of violence and control. Damn straight. Absolutely. 
um, forcing someone to engage in non-consensual sexual activity is sexual assault. Yes. That's, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people don't understand that. Like, you can be in the middle of it and then start feeling uncomfortable and a little... And say stop. And and say, um, excuse me, we need to stop. And then you better stop. Or now it's sexual assault. Yes. It is. Because, like, I mean, you're allowed to change your mind. You were... I think everyone could say at some point they were uncomfortable, you know, with something, you know? And, um, yeah, you need to stop. Yeah. And I think... um, I think a big part of it is, you know, at least an eye-opening moment for me was 100% of the time I am in control of my own body. Mm-hmm. I will never let have I will never let anybody else have that power. If I say no, I mean no. Yeah. And you better get off or you're going to get hurt. Yes. It does not take a lot of pressure to get your eyes out of your <laughs> freaking head. Okay. So um but yeah, and then so like myth number two, if a person goes to someone's room, house, or goes to a bar, uh, they assume the risk of sexual assault. Bullshit. Okay, I'm sorry. Two. I don't just no that's so crazy. Absolutely to me. not. Like, are you kidding me? You that's can insane. be literally doing anything. You can be in your own house. You could be in a grocery store. Like you You seriously. could be anywhere. Like you can't leave home. Hide in the closet. Basically. Oh, but even want. then. Even then, you could be asking for it. Because right. think of all the clothes in there. All the provocative clothes. I know. Are you wearing a bra today? Oh, my gosh. Oh, I, ugh, I cannot. Um, so if something happens later, they can't claim that they were raped or sexually assaulted because they should have known not to go to those places. Oh, that's stupid. But the, the crazy thing to me is people do think like I was this. just about to say that. people Like, do they didn't this. just come up with this shit. Right. Like, this, and this is from a law school. Like, these are actual, more than likely, um, defenses by abusers. Oh, absolutely. Because it's coming from a law school. Yeah. You know? So, I'm thinking, oh, like, I'm, hmm, how do I say this? I'm getting arrested. Um, I know it probably doesn't seem like it. I am not a violent person. Right. But I do believe these people should be shot. Take them out back. <laughs> I agree. So, I could say a lot worse, though. Yeah, like, no. Um, you know, we both know what really needs to happen. Yeah. But we'll say shot okay. in the back of the field. I just left there. <laughs> Let, you know, nature take them. We're not even going to bury their asses. You know, the animals in the wild need to eat, too. <laughs> So the fact following this myth was this assumption of risk wrongfully places the responsibility of the offender's actions with the victim, which I think is important because um, there's a lot like, I mean, we even do that unknowingly because it's kind of the thing. So there's like that secondary victimization and everything, but the way that a lot of people talk about sexual assault is moving the blame. Oh, absolutely. She was raped, not he raped her. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like, um, she was date raped. Mm -hmm. He drugged and raped her. Yeah. Is the way it should be. Is the way it should be, yes. Yeah. So I think that is definitely a thing. And then just because, I mean, even people that mean well, I mean, I'm sure we've slipped up, but... I mean, it's just the way the it, culture it, is, it becomes is a, it moves the blame. And then it doesn't, it doesn't put pressure on the assailant. It puts it kind of on the victim. And it becomes the victim's identity. Yeah. She was raped. She was raped. Yeah. You know, Not so. he raped her. Yeah. Which is the, mm. okay. Continue. I'll keep reading. Get heated in here. Mm-hmm. Need a cigarette, dude. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, even if a person went voluntarily to someone's residence or room and consented to engage in some sexual activity, it does not serve as a blanket consent for all sexual activity, just like we were saying. Right, yeah. Like, it does not, you know, just because, like, you might hold their hand, kiss them, whatever, That's not does not mean you have a green light all night. Right. You know, Um So, and it continues on, if a person is unsure about whether the other person is comfortable with an elevated level of sexual activity, the person should stop and ask. 
you know? Right. And so I think going back to this, the, the other thing that, you know, um, I've seen a defense for this online. Well, that ruins the mood. No, you just don't want to hear no. Okay, first off, that turns me on. Okay. Consent is sexy, Consent people. Consent is hot. Yes. Dude. Yes. And so, but, dude, they're afraid to get the answer they don't want. Mm -hmm. If she's really into you or, you know, your partner, whoever they may be, mm -hmm. is really into you, um, why are you worried about them saying no if they want to have sex? Or do anything. Or even if, I, frankly, there are sometimes I just don't want to do it. No. It is what it is. I was into my guy. It is, you know, and I just was not in the mood. And no. No. And just because you have had sex with that person at some point does, does not, not mean, mean that it's always okay. It's a free pass every day yeah. that you want it. You know? I like how they put it is not a blanket consent. Right. Which I think is accurate. Yeah. I like that. Just because you're in a relationship also does not mean Right. You know, like at the beginning, we said um, a large majority of sexual abuse and assault comes from intimate, intimate partners. partners. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still considered like you have to consent, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so when someone says no or stop, that means stop. Sexual activity forced upon another without consent is sexual assault. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, OK, I think this one's good, too. It's not sexual assault. This is the myth. Okay. Um, it's not sexual assault if it happens after drinking or taking drugs. So here you go. See, that's what I'm saying is like, I don't really trust that statement because right. it just, it seemed like somebody was trying to make a, like some type of statement to save defense. Like, Do you defense, get what I'm saying? Yeah, for like, sure. it sounded like it was written subjectively, but in a defensive manner. Right. When I read it, it seemed very like it, I don't know. Mm -hmm. So um, the fact to this one is being under the influence of alcohol or drugs is not an invitation for non-consensual sexual activity. A person under the influence of drugs or alcohol does not cause others to assault them. Right. Hello. Fact. <laughs> I feel like. Hello. Welcome to Planet Earth. Yeah. Like <laughs> welcome. Well, Welcome to the rest of, yeah. you know, humanity. And I want to say, like, yes, we do laugh about it. And we're we're doing it in a joking manner. But this is very serious. And, oh, yeah. But it's just how, how stupid it sounds. Well, you know what I mean? And I just like, want to. Like, yeah. are we really doing this? Are we right. really going to fight over the color of this wall is black? Mm -hmm. You know, like, that. it's right. that kind of same mentality. So it's it's humorous in yeah. that manner, you well, know? Well, and I, I mean, I know that's definitely my coping mechanism. Oh, for sure. I can, I'll be completely serious, but I'm going to crack a joke. Have you seen my TikTok? Yeah. Dude. Channel thing? We have to, oh like, my we God. have to crack jokes or like, no, one, nobody will listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> and two, like it, I don't know. I think it brings a level of comfort mm -hmm. when you're discussing something. Yeah, for sure. You know, like it's like, oh, okay. Mm. You know, like, all right, we can listen. And it also brings you kind of like that relief of, yeah. you know, because we'll talk about, you know, like personal experiences or like when, as we're going through this. Yeah, because I'm a laugher. Yeah. At, uh, Dude, trauma. I giggle at everything. Like, <laughs> I giggle at everything. I'm awful. But I mean, it's kind of like it brings that relief because it is kind of, I mean, it, we are going to be talking about heavy subjects yeah for sure and so it kind of gives you that relief yeah for a this, to, this to me has already brought up some like negative feelings yeah like but i'm feeling it. it but i am i'm feeling a little like not like melancholy a little mm -hmm. bit so like i'm I mean, feeling i'm feeling yeah. it but it also i think another thing and we'll get back to what you know we were talking about <laughs> but i think another thing that you know just sitting here and talking mm -hmm. Dude, it kind of makes me feel very empowered right. because I used to not be able to do this. Right. And so it's kind of yeah. proven to me how the progress I've actually made in my own in my own story. So um, back to this. Others choose to take advantage of the situation and sexually assault them because they are in a vulnerable position. Fact. Gosh, I know that was loud. I'm so sorry to future me when I do this audio. 
<laughs> but it's true. Um, many state laws hold that a person who is cognitively impaired due to the influence of drugs or alcohol is not able to consent to sexual activity. Mm -hmm. True. The act of an offender who deliberately uses alcohol as a means to subdue someone in order to engage in non-consensual sexual activity is also criminal. Right. Like date rape. Yes. You know? Because um, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. It's like um, when somebody, you know, not necessarily buys you drinks, but like if you're already gone, you're like, no, I don't want one. They're like, and well, they you can have it. one more. You can have one more, just yeah. one more, and then we're done. Yeah. You know, that's still, I mean, that's in line. Um, I think this is, I mean, this is a pretty lengthy list. Did you want to go through all of it or? Um, no, because we can also use some of the other ones too. Yeah. Because we're going to do. You know, I think I'm just going to look and see if it kind of, if any of, you know, I'm going to save this. Definitely. I'm definitely going to save this. Um, but I think this last one kind of, kind of proves a point that we made earlier. So the myth is rape can be avoided if people avoid dark alleys or other dangerous places where strangers might be hiding or lurking. Yeah, no. And then so the fact to this myth is rape and sexual assault can occur at any time in many places to anyone. According to a report based on FBI data, almost 70% of sexual assaults reported to law enforcement occurred in the residence of the victim, the offender, or another mm. individual. Wow. Yeah. So it's not like you're walking in your down own, the alley. Yeah, and and you're in your own safe space. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're somewhere trusted mm -hmm. and somebody took advantage of it. And then so um, as pointed out above, in fact, number four, many rapes are committed by people known to the victim. While pertinent, um, while it is important to avoid, you know, sketchy situations, obviously, um, it will not necessarily protect someone from being sexually assaulted. Right. And I'm so sorry, but my freaking guest room is so hot. And we had the window cracked and my neighbor just started their truck. <laughs> Sorry. And so I'm just going to close it. We're just going to put out a sign that says, hey. We're recording. Recording in progress. Guys, um, if you listen to our first one, you know we're rule. There will be noises of trucks outside. Yes. <laughs> we're just gonna so. we're gonna acknowledge it and move on. So, um, I mean, I this is a lot of really good information. I think we can, like, I don't know, save it until mm -hmm. the next one. I think so. Um, but yeah, guys, I feel like we came out of the gate absolutely freaking swinging. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're here for. Yeah. And so, I mean, I know we kind of gave you a glimpse <laughs> on our, you know, pilot episode, but I feel like this is, I mean, this is what we're about. We want to, you know, um, bring awareness. We want you to, um, you know, hear the stories. We want you to know the facts. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of, as we've seen today, unfortunately, people believe a lot of myths. Yeah. And, um, you know, and not a lot of people know their rights. And, you know, your brain does not function mm -hmm. at its top capacity when you're faced with something like oh, that. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely not. Completely. And so um, I think bringing awareness is so freaking important mm -hmm. because it's not like you're going to have the capacity to research everything you need to do when it happens. And in that very moment. Or no. um, if you if it happens to somebody you know how are you going to know what to do right what are you going to know uh to do if the cops are like mm -mm. yeah so if we could just help one person you know and even Dude, if they just know that we're, they're not alone that's yeah. all that i care about even if you know? somebody just likes listening to us talk mm -hmm. and then they know they're not the only one who feels this way yeah i'm telling you all the freaking work I have done with this podcast, mm -hmm. like painting the freaking <laughs> wall, hanging up all these mattress covers, <laughs> like the amount of time that goes into the editing and stuff. Absolutely worth it. Sure. I do not care what I paid to get like right. what we paid to get our, our podcast started. Mm -hmm. If one person feels better from this, That's, worth it. Yep. I don't, I don't even care. I don't even care how much more money I put into this worth it. Even if it's just me and you, dude, worth it. Yeah, I yeah. know. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, even if we just feel better. Yeah. 
And I already kind of do. Like, I don't know. Like, I know we kind of we're like, oh, we're kind of feeling, you know, that wave of emotion because mm. it's never just one. Yeah, yeah. We're just kind of probably down a little yeah, bit. But. We're kind of, but I mean, even if we're kind of just kind of feeling that wave of emotion right now, mm-hmm. like it kind of, I don't know. It's kind of empowering. And you know what's cool about it is we're slowly kind of inching up to be able, like we're being open and honest about our own yeah, stories, definitely. you know, and I'm slowly inching up to um, my own story being out there too. Yeah. And so, and it's okay. Like whenever something does happen to you, you are just because you've healed from it. And I, and I quote it because you do heal, but sometimes it can just take you back to a negative spot, you know? Well, but yeah. it, it's what you do from then. Well, like, am I going to be all all day long? No yeah. way. Yeah. You know, but this is actually really nice to just get it out there because, you know, you do think about it sometimes. Yeah, every definitely. Once in a while, so. I mean, it'll hit. I mean, I still get the dreams. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, um, but I mean, I don't know. It's kind of, oh, I lost my train of thought and it was a good one. It was a good one. Dude. I had something very important to say, and oh, it's no. absolutely out of my freaking head. Write it down. I, Write I have it my down. computer right in front of me. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I'll talk about it next time. Yes. But, um, I mean, I'm just really excited. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to do so much good. And yes. I'm just, I'm I really, have faith in that. dude, I'm just, I'm ecstatic over our pilot. Mm-hmm. I think it turned out really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really excited. You know, I was very nervous for this today. Oh, me too. Yeah, I was like, sure. I had to take a Xanax because yeah. I was like, I just want it to go well. What if like, I'm not prepared enough. What if, you know, I don't have, yeah. like I've run out of stuff to, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and pretty good right now dude we kind of rock the crap out of this this is what oh weird it's kind of like one of our smoke dates yeah i know we're just talking we need to go smoke yeah we really do yeah Uh, so that's my cue to stop talking (laughs) because we have to take a smoke (laughs) yeah it's time (laughs) yeah but um i mean as always guys like subscribe uh so you can listen to this podcast on Anchor. You do not have to have a membership or anything. It's yes. totally free. You can listen to us on Spotify. Um, they do have a free option that you can still stream mm-hmm. our podcast. Yeah. Um, our goal is to be doing some live soon, probably on Facebook. Um and then um, I'm working through some technical difficulties. I really didn't. I don't know what's happening. But we should be on Apple Music soon. Hopefully, you're listening to this on Apple Music, which means I finally figured, figured it out. It out yeah, right? I finally figured it out. Um, and since this is our first official episode, we did not put the pilot on YouTube. This episode is going on YouTube. So yeah. we looked hella cute the first episode we did this one we're coming off work we're like you know what it is <laughs> we're moms we're students we're still cute we're though. tired as hell we got tests coming up we're here that's man. how we, we roll. showed up i brushed my hair this morning <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> like, and she's the only one well i mean yours probably look better than mine though <laughs> so um but as always uh like share share with everybody Guys, I, if you're on my Facebook, mm-hmm. you have already gotten an invite to our Facebook page. I can invite 200 a day. I have been inviting 200 a day. You're amazing. <laughs> so um, we're just going to keep building this shit. But like I said um, in our previous episode, uh, you know, if you have a story, we are a platform. We are more than willing to tell that story for you very proudly um, if you don't want to. Um, we do have a guest coming up very soon that we're excited about her oh my gosh she like instantly was adopted into our oh my goodness but um she she, um is a survivor of domestic abuse and so she's we're giving her the platform to share her story and kind of just talk about it for a little bit can't wait and so um like i've said before our all of our social media handles are um n-w-a-g-t-t-a-i um podcast and so um I mean, on everything, Instagram, Twitter, uh, man, what else have I made? A Tumblr. All social media. Just everything. (laughs) If you're on it, find us, follow us. Um, If you have, I mean, 
Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, there's some surveys so you can help us pick like our next topic yeah. that I put in there. That would be cool. Um, there's also one where you can just type in where I ask like, what do you, what do you want to hear? Like, what do you want us to talk about it? Yeah. Because I mean, we're obviously not holding back any punches. We're coming out the gate swinging episode one with sexual assault. So, <laughs> all right, guys. Well, I am officially done talking for the day. I will, we will be talking with y'all very soon. We're very, very excited. Our next episode is going to kick some ass too. Uh, duh. Yeah. And so, um, I mean, we love you guys. Keep hanging out with us and come we will back. see y'all. Yeah. Def- I mean, come on, come on. You were like, Ooh, this episode's good. Yeah. It's only going to get better guys. This is our third time recording since we've done this Yes, because the first two were rough. We were learning. <laughs> the third time, it's obviously going to just keep getting better and better. Sure. So, thing. all right, guys. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.